You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm Head of Content and Research. My guest today is Paul Greifenberger of Logility. Uh, we're going to be having a conversation about uh, generative AI, some of the things that it can offer supply chain professionals, especially in the sustainability space. Uh, I'm really excited for this conversation. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today. Jeff, thanks for having me. I guess I want to start off by talking about uh, Garvis, which I understand is a, an organization that Logility has recently um, either acquired or joined. I, I'll let you tell the story, but it's exciting news, and I think we should share it at the top. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Jeff, this is a very exciting time for Logility. We announced our acquisition of Garvis just Thursday last week. I'll talk a little bit about Garvis, and then we'll talk a little bit about Logility and I think it'll become apparent why one plus one equals way more than two by okay. joining these two companies. First, Garvis is, I think they represent a disruptive technology. Their use of gener generative AI is extremely innovative, so they've got first mover advantage. And one of the really cool things right now is that it's also proven. So they've had wild success deploying in over 70 different global leaders over the past year. And so this comes to Legility as a tremendous asset. Legility um, has been a market leader now for decades. We've got a long history of innovation. In fact, we were the very first company that brought demand planning to the marketplace for the commercial enterprise space. And now we're going to bring the first generative AI-centered solution to the demand planning world, so we think we're on the cusp of reinventing the space. We think it's going to be disruptive to the same level of, of, of telephones or mobile phones when Apple introduced the iPhone. I think that definitely paints a picture of just how big a deal this is. Um, why don't we take just a second and take two steps back I appreciate generative AI is, is very much in the news at the moment. It's, it's definitely in a spotlight, and I think it's on its way to becoming sort of a leading role in supply chain professionals' lives, but some of them are still figuring out how we're going to get there. Let's talk about generative AI, what it is, and what it's going to offer supply chain professionals. Absolutely. It is, uh, I think it's literally a wild time. It's not just for corporate America. It's also for the general public. So I was looking at a survey very recently, and the survey was measuring... What are CEOs talking about the most when in the public domain? So the first quarter of 2023, AI was one of the top five topics. Even more impressive, generative AI was the number one fastest growing topic from the prior period. So it's very obvious that CEOs and the corporate C-suite have recognized how disruptive and how potentially powerful this technology could be. I'll give a home example on how disruptive it is, it is at home, even. Um, I've got a couple kids where they're not, one of their favorite tasks not to do is to write thank you notes when they receive a gift. And they used a gen generative AI to write the thank you notes. Mom was not pleased. And, you know, but dad looked at those letters and I have to say I was pretty impressed. So it's going to change the world, both in our private lives and the corporate lives. What does it mean for supply chain? 
So if you think about traditional AI, it was task-oriented, and it required a lot of uh, what I would call supervised training. So the tasks that the AI could complete were narrowly focused, and it was a lot of work. Generative AI changes all of that. We have what's called a foundational model. It's very broad. It uses bigger data outside the enterprise and also more comprehensive inside the, the enterprise. When you put this together, it means that the learning as you progress from one planning function to the next is all common. The, the unsupervised training that gener, gener, generative AI is capable of combined with what analysts and other experts are able to provide for training gets re-leveraged over and over and over again as the foundational model spreads. And our intention is to see to it that this foundational model spreads throughout the complete end-to-end -end planning suite for agility. I know you were saying earlier how Lagility has been uh, a trusted partner in this space for, for decades. Bringing in this new capability with uh, the acquisition of Garvis is going to let you address some of the current challenges, some of the rising trends. Uh, I wonder if you could speak a little bit about that. Well, I, I would think um, some of the most, some of the hottest areas in supply chain uh, really revolve around issues like sustainability. Um, you can look at network optimization and there's so many obvious uh, green footprint uh, types of issues that we tackle when we become more efficient in designing our networks. So sustainability is one of the key drivers for, so it's no longer just about economics and, and making sure the cost of service is reduced, but we're also very mindful, both from a branding perspective and also from a let's do something good for the world perspective about staying efficient inside the supply chain. So I'd say that's uh, really one of the hotter topics. Whenever I get talking about a, a new tool or technology, I always try to think of how the user is going to engage with that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a, a person trying to do a job. New tools are offered to them. How does that engagement work? How are they going to use this tool? Well, I'm going to use our first um, to-market uh, demand AI plus solution as an example. So uh, the user experience is very, is very critical, and it's, I think it's a defining moment for whether systems are successfully deployed. It's very, very important. When I think about the use of natural language, there's a couple of different applications. One I want to talk about today is how it impacts the user experience. So traditionally, uh, an, an individual with analyst-level skills are structuring data. They're thinking about settings and all kinds of different selection keys in order to get to the correct data. Uh, Demand AI Plus is actually taking a completely different approach. We are using natural language queries, which means that it's more akin for a user as if they're speaking to a colleague, as opposed to structuring a query into uh, the database to either create a model or drive an insight. And so what we think this is going to do is further democratize the uh, notion of information spreading throughout an organization. And we're particularly excited about this impacting the C-suite. So a CEO now will be able to naturally converse with the solution doesn't mean that they're not going to want input from an analyst, but it just means that they're going to be more autonomous and more hands-on with information when they need it, which is at that particular moment. I appreciate this is a really powerful tool that can apply across basically any part of the end-to-end -end supply chain. Is there an area of particular focus for Lagility that you think is most important? Well, there is. Um, we have now for many years thought that de demand planning and accuracy of demand planning is by far the most important starting point for good supply chain planning, considering the full end-to-end -end picture. This is actually why we brought generative AI to demand planning first. So what do I mean by that? If your demand plan isn't accurate, 
But then let's say your downstream inventory plan perfectly matches that inaccurate forecast. You are not doing a good job of, of, of supply chain planning, even though your inventory plan was theoretically perfect. It was just wrong. And that ripple effect goes into replenishment planning and so on. So the idea is that we want to get the demand plan as accurate as possible so that we can get away from all those operational challenges of course correcting the inventory plan, course correcting the replenishment plan, because we started out with a demand plan that wasn't accurate. So we're bringing generative AI to demand planning specifically so that the starting point ripples through the entire end-to-end planning process. Now, is that going to offer insights um, as one example to forecasting, which I know is something a lot of supply chain executives are, are hoping to make some advances there. There's sort of a feeling that the traditional way of doing business with forecasting and sales and operational planning isn't getting it done anymore. Is this a tool that would work there? Well, Demand AI Plus is really what we consider the next evolution in demand planning. So we think it's a leapfrog. It's not an incremental change. Um, I think when we talk about accuracy, it, there's a couple different facets that, that, that drive it. So how do we make a better forecast? The first thing is it starts with better data. So if we have uh, more data because of the foundational model that we just discussed a moment ago, um, the system has the opportunity to uh, look at a broader set of enterprise data as well as market data and bring this together in real time and simultaneously assess all the variables to come up with the most accurate forecast. We have observed that the Garvin deployments over the 70 global customers we just spoke about have been realizing an incremental forecast accuracy of 20 to 30 percent. Now, the bar is set high for these customers because these are market leaders that are early adopters of technology and they've already got great tech in place. So they've got state-of-the-art and we're seeing a 20 to 30 percent increase in, in accuracy. There's also um, modeling techniques that will help drive accuracy for a forecast. So if you think about a common approach to forecasting, it's called the tournament of models. It means that the system is looking at a whole cluster of different models, and then the one that's the most accurate is used to generate your forecast. The AI approach is quite different. It simultaneously looks at all the models that are participating in the tournament, and it takes pieces of each model that are good, where they have the best fit, and it pulls it together in a master model. So in many ways, it's a model of the models. And that's, so what we're talking about is new technology approaches, more data, and better modeling techniques. Paul, I appreciate um, Legility works end-to-end -end across the supply chain, has with many of its clients for many, many years. You yourself are a supply chain expert. And while I've got you here, I, I guess this is an opportunity to pick your brain a little bit about what some of the hot topics and trends are that people should be talking about and, and learning about. Great question. Uh, one of the hottest topics we've seen over the last several years is this notion of how to optimize a network. Uh, the technology that's been deployed historically has been quite challenging. So it's hard to use. You need highly specialized and trained analysts. And if somebody wants to perhaps add a node to their network, whether it be a plant, a distribution center, a warehouse, and they'd like to see what is going to be the impact on future performance, it's a six to eight week study. Logility has introduced an approach that retires that six to eight week study and is able to instantaneously calculate a new greenfield node in your network such that with just really just a few clicks, now the executive can know, if I make this investment, here will be the impact on my future supply chain performance. So the speed and the ease of use has then further opened up the use of the tool to help manage supply chain disruption from an operational perspective. 
I mean, that sounds almost like a magical tool. I wonder if we can maybe ground it in reality with, uh, with a specific example. Yeah, I'd be happy to. There's a, a leading automotive company that is using the technology for both strategic and operational uses. Um, the operational use case that I'd like to share with you is that they were struggling with port congestion. Um, their, their first choice for the West Coast was with San Diego. So they consider ports north, Long Beach, perhaps they go all the way up to Oakland. But that leaves an operational challenge for the team to say, okay, I was planning on, on arriving in San Diego. My new port of entry is actually Oakland. How do I manage uh, my cost to serve, my on time in full to get to the final destination? In the past, because the network optimization tools have been too slow, not easy enough to use, the, the analysts and the, and the operations team, it's left upon themselves and their own experience to go tackle that challenge. However, this particular automotive company, as, as well as many of our customers, now say, why don't I just use NDO? And the idea is I can algorithmically say, well, I've now ha I now have a new port of entry and I have a final destination in various parts of the country. Get, use the algorithm to get to my maximum amount of time in full while also um, managing uh, cost to serve. I mean, as I'm hearing about these tools, I, I can't help but think, I mean, it's such a powerful thing that you're offering senior decision makers. And yet at the same time, I can also put myself in the position of a supply chain executive who all of these tools seem to be coming online at roughly the same time. There are so many options out there. Um, how should they be making smart choices about where to put their time, their energy, their resources? As technology advances and the market proliferates, it can be overwhelming sometimes. Uh, so the Lagility suite continues to expand, and let's just focus on Lagility right now. In order to help executives and literally everybody who is involved in a technology decision, we have created a process to help them cut through. It's almost like creating a lighthouse that cuts through uh, some of the complexity. I like to describe it at a very high level. So it really begins with a unique form of discovery that makes sure that the voice of not just executives and middle management, but everybody, right down to the analysts, th their voices are, are heard and used as a focal point to help direct the technology evaluation. As rapidly as we start to learn the requirements, we link that to value. Each work stream has value assigned to it, and then the end game from a value perspective is to create a comprehensive business place. But the end game for the business place is the beginning to how we operationalize that business case. The notion is, is that we want the business case and the value to not just cut through the evaluation, but also help prioritize the deployment. So many times you see technology-oriented professionals thinking, this is the right sequence because of technology. This is how I'd like to deploy it. We're flipping that paradigm to say, you need to focus on value, and if we use that business case, we can prioritize your deployment, and then ultimately play what we call the infinite game. And the infinite game means we want to provide the tools so that you can capture the value that's been realized through the deployment and constantly consume the business case and grow it as value is realized. So in many cases, the business case for us and value generation becomes, if you will, that lighthouse, that beacon to help cut through the noise because that's what really matters most to the customer. Paul. We've covered a lot of ground in this conversation. I wonder if there's a, a couple of key takeaways you want people to think about a little further. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of exciting things going on in supply chain planning right now, but there's probably nothing more exciting than generative AI. Um, the early adoption phase is already past us. It's here. Don't let that boat pass. Jump on it. 
There's exciting and new and innovative ideas that are behind it that you can't even foresee at this point. We're very, very lucky to have Garvis now a part of the Logility family. Not only have they innovated, but they have proven their innovations. And we plan on bringing this technology approach to market with scale. We're very proud to have them as part of our family, and we are ready to go get it. And we'd love to have you join us and participate. So if you'd like uh, to contact us, please reach us at www.logility.com, and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions. Well, Paul, I think anyone who has been listening to this can, can feel your excitement, and it is an exciting time. So I encourage everyone who might want to learn more or ask a few questions. Uh, it's a great website to connect with Logility, and uh, they are a wealth of information. Paul, thank you so much for your time today. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Nix. Let's do it again soon.